Okay. <coughs> Commence under the canopy in three, two, one. Engage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It feels good to be back. It, it's almost like it's been longer than a week because we recorded our episode earlier last week. Yeah. Like first thing we did that week, I think on that Monday morning, I think was we did a Monday. episode. Yeah. And then oh, I guess it's only Tuesday. Am <laughs> I losing my marbles? <laughs> Maybe. We, we usually only do these early in the week, but this time we did it early in the week. Super early. <laughs> We did do it in the morning. Maybe that threw it off last That's, time. That's, I think, what it was. Yeah. Usually we get to these when it's like four in the afternoon and we're like, shoot, we need to record something. Yeah. We're about there right now. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're Three, about hitting. 318. The only reason we're doing it now and not later is because I have a haircut. Yeah, at you got to get the really clippers. I got to get fresh to death. You know you what? what I, I might get a haircut yeah. soon, too. This is getting out of control. Just and you guys will look better on the owl. Keep this, yes. oh, the owl cam. <laughs> yeah. This episode sponsored by owl cam. Yes. They paid us a million bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, we just bought one. What's the opposite of that? Yeah. We just paid, <laughs> I that paid for them it, yeah. for their product and right. now we're using it and it's very fun. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's doing all of the video editing for me, which I love. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, great. It saves time. And it's staring at us with its cute little owl eyes. Are like, they cute or daunting? Um, yes. It's I like, like it. Say the wrong thing. I dare you. It's going to come after <laughs> you. It's a judgy owl. Uh-huh. It is very judgmental. Judgmental owl. <laughs> okay. So you guys are probably wondering why I gathered you here today. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Please go on. Yeah. We're going to talk about. I've only got like 40 minutes left though. It's okay. So well, good. we can carry on with that. All right. If I have cool. to bounce. Yeah. We don't need you. No. Just bow out gracefully. <laughs> no. We'll, get all, the, to the we'll get all the good juice. We'll front load it. For sure. Yeah. Perfect. You'll get it in post. Okay. I'll just like splice you in from like a different room. It'll be perfect. <laughs> you guys could follow me next door because I get my hair cut and the next office over. You guys can just come We're with just like me. Holding a boom mic over you. <laughs> Other washing my hair in the sink. This is great. I think web design's really changing today. <laughs> I'm gonna go over my top five reasons why you need to have an about page. <laughs> okay, what are we talking about? Larry? I think we just spoiled it. We're talking about okay, the last thing of detouring is we have recorded this almost exact episode, but I lost it. Um, I'm just going to take <laughs> yeah. full ownership and, you know, we're just going to do it over again. One Sorry. out of 10 is probably okay. The fun part <laughs> about uh, being responsible for a lot of the sales in our office is I say the same thing to explain how we work mm. over and over and over again. So I don't even, I don't so even, it doesn't fit. It's me. just so ingrained yeah. that this will just yeah. be another conversation for talk you. Through it. Yeah. Great. So we're going to talk through a homepage design and we're going to talk through I a little that. bit of the wireframing process. Like yeah. maybe what is wireframing? What is and wireframing? And then also we have Liz, our lead designer here to talk about like the actual design and maybe the UX flow a little bit of yeah. your homepage. Mm-hmm. Well, if this website, you know, is with this, if this episode it gets a little traction, maybe we'll break down, you know, each individual pages with some great tips. But I mm-hmm. think let's start with a homepage, right? I think we could turn this into a series and break down Whoa. like inside the, the homepage even. Yep. Let us know and we'll do that. Mm -hmm. We just literally need one of you to to want it and we'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) So let's dive in with the wireframing process. What is wireframing and why do you need it when you're building a website? What we'll say homepage. Yeah. A wireframe is kind of uh, mapping out content in a visual way, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you could look at it in a Word doc or whatever, but then you can't actually break down how the page is going to flow 
and kind of see it visually mapped out in the wireframe. Yeah. I, I like to think when going through this and explaining at a high level is mm -hmm. about, um, it's like it, 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 deciding on the content and the layout and where things are going, going to go from a structural standpoint, almost like a blueprint for building a home or building a, a building or a website or a website, if you will. It's the structural blueprint that's going to guide everything. And we'll, we, we can put nice things on top of I that. I like blueprint. I think that's a really, I remember hearing wireframe before I saw one. I was like, that looks or sounds like it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is, but it sounds it, hard. But then, it's not. And even some of our wireframe, like sometimes we do some pretty nice wireframes. If, we if definitely it, the project can, calls for it. Yeah. We can definitely dive into these things, but also a wireframe could be like a this sketch. morning we did one on the chalkboard. Yeah. You know? right. <laughs> we wireframed internal pages for our new yeah. site. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's just as powerful. It's like the act of just like really putting a lot of thought into what the website is before you go back and forth on like a thousand designs. What do you like better? Do you like like hand-drawn wireframes or do you like putting together presentation-ready wireframes? I think it's all part of the process. You know, um, you can start sometimes with that, but if you're getting into detailed functionality, I think the the presentation-ready um version is more important, especially if you need to talk to people outside of whoever was in that meeting. If it needs to go back to a client, if it needs to go to development, um, they really need something more than, you know, some sketches on a sheet of paper. Yeah. Do you think I, I love the, the presentation ready look? Cause it's, yeah. I mean, it looks beautiful. It's so polished. I mean, yeah. And so when we say presentation ready, we mean like we'll take We'll do uh, pretty much any any uh, wireframe that we start with is all done by hand. And so even if it's just on a on a napkin or a chalkboard or a whiteboard, but sometimes if the project calls for it, we need to put that into a formal presentation. Um, and so we'll doctor it up and make it look a little bit more graphically pleasing, I mm -hmm. guess, without turning it into a graphic. Yeah, presentation. It's like imagine like a designed website, but if you take all the color, all of the, the frills away. So it still looks like a website. It is, yeah. Yeah. Without all the branding. Right? And yeah. 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 There's no branding. It's just like, there's no flair. It, it gives you an idea of that way. In like, the world of architecture, it'd probably be similar to like a schematic layout. Like it's very high level. It's the first, it's the first thing before we get into doctoring up what things are going to look like. We're mm -hmm. not even talking about colors. We're not even talking about types of images. Maybe, maybe you're saying like, this would be cool to put a big, like, product view of like the iPad or something, but right. You're, that's kind of where you're starting to, to flow those ideas mm -hmm. really like where, where the content meets design yeah. is kind of that it's that in between. I think it's yeah. um, something that's often overlooked. I think a lot mm -hmm. of people try and skip that phase or jump right into doing mock-ups and design at the same time. Yeah. I think that's not usually a good choice, although there probably is um, a purpose. And I'm sure some people have doctored it to make that process work well. To me, I feel like it's a complete misstep. Like you're skipping over one of the most important pieces mm -hmm. of developing a website. Yeah. I've been places where we've skipped over it and um, it's come back. Mm -hmm. Like, it, but it, it's one of those things where you have to have um, the right clientele. Mm -hmm. where you don't need to completely explain what it is and like, you can't click on it. It's just an image. It's not, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's the, the pre-emblem every time we show one. <laughs> yeah. Not every time, but there's no, a but lot I of think, people. Yeah. yeah. There's, I, 
I think in the, in this space and like, uh, you know, our clients are very, um, savvy and that's kind of like what, what we're working with. Uh, we are understand. lucky about that. Right, yeah. yeah. We the, do a lot of SaaS focused companies and yeah. tech companies, so they kind of get it. They understand what a wireframe is. They understand the importance of it. Whereas mm-hmm. sometimes when you get clients who want results immediately, they're like, why are you spending the time doing this? We already know what the content is. Let's just go. Just make it. Right. right. And, it's like, and then those are the people you end up doing six rounds of revisions exactly. because yeah. you didn't take the time to so front load the process. Exactly. That's probably an important thing to talk through the purpose of the wireframe. Mm-hmm. Like if, if we don't, so everybody is different. Everybody thinks differently. We could talk about the psychology of how the brain works and if we wanted to, but most of the time, people who do not come from a design or a tech kind of background um, are going to be shown a mock-up, uh, which is an, an, a mock-up being like a design, like a rendered image. This is what the website's going to look like. And you're shown a mock-up and you have reactions to it and you don't like it and you can't quite put your finger right. on why you don't like it. And at the end of the day, it might just be you don't like the text, you don't like the content, or you wish things were moved up higher or moved down lower, or that we didn't say this here. And so your reaction is you just paid this web development company a lot of money and they skipped wireframe and went to mock-ups and they're showing you something that you hate. Yeah. And you don't know how to verbalize that because you just, you aren't, you've never, never had to. And so by going through the wireframing and content process first, which is always the first process that we do, we can eliminate the discussions about, well, I don't like the color. I don't like those shapes. I don't like the patterns Mm -hmm. you're using. I don't like the images. Completely eliminate that and say, we're going to pretend that that doesn't exist. And the only thing we're looking at is the content and the layout. And if that is done right, that's 90% of a good converting website is the content and the layout. Right. The design is just decoration. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of like UX and things we could talk through too, but. And more psychology there with colors and yeah, yeah, but. The, the bulk of the work for a good converting website, mm-hmm. you, you could have a basic looking website that just looks okay and amazing content and an amazing layout. And it's going to convert far better yeah. than a crappy, crappy content with good design. Yep. For sure. I'm a very strong believer that content drives design, yep. you know, and it should be that way. Content should be written before design because then you know the space that you have and you know what design needs to convey um, because a lot of times the imagery is just there to support the content. Yeah. You know, if somebody's not going to read a paragraph, but they'll look at an image, that image needs to represent what that content is saying. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. Especially doing product. We do a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of like SaaS companies or product companies and they need to show the product that we have to talk <laughs> okay. about what the product's going to be and what it's doing. That's real important. Next question, Larry. Okay. Um, I don't know. Are, are we... What do you want to do next? Do you want to just talk through? I don't know. I, I think it's pretty interesting. The wireframe process. Like I, I almost want to get into like sure. how we would lay out the rest of the website uh, while we're still in the wireframe process. So um, if you guys are okay with it, maybe let's just do like the first like half of it. Like, so yeah, I have an idea. Let's yeah. talk through a little bit about growth driven design along those lines. Very interesting. So mm-hmm. we do a very different style of website development. Um, for those of you that are familiar with um, Agile or Scrum, um, we ha- take a uh, the Scrum, the Agile methodology, and apply it to the way a website is built. 
So in a software world, which is where, you know, like Scrum is, is spending um, a lot of its, its time in, in different businesses, um, you would have sprints or like two week long cycles or four week long cycles. And at the end of that, you have a deliverable product. And so we might say this is version 1.4 of our software that we're developing. And then a month later, we do another sprint and we say this is 1.5 and then 1.6 and so on. So the world of website design traditionally has been, let's go through this 90 to 120 day process Mm -hmm. and do all these layouts. Maybe there's 30 pages on this website. We're going to go through content and wireframe and design and give it to the client. Now the client has a week to give feedback, which is going to never happen. Right. He's going to look at these 30 pages, feel overwhelmed. Or you'll get it, but then you'll get another one. Yeah. Day after. <laughs> and then guess what? They're going to show the board or they're going to show the boss. And right. the boss has a nephew who wants to look at it and give his advice. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's always going to go like that. And then everything's outdated before you even get it. <laughs> yes. So then by the time we're actually ready to get development, the client is pissed because it's taken so long. The agency thinks it's a client from hell. And Mm -hmm. the project just is like a total nightmare. So by the time the project ends and it launches, the project's outdated. Uh, It's just a disaster of a situation. And so um, because obviously like the client's upset, the agency probably spent more money than they had expected. So their like profit is just shot on that project. So all that being said, growth driven design is a little bit different where um, we look at things in an agile approach. So instead of saying we have a 30 page website project to do, we have the ability to break things down into sprints where we're saying we're only going to focus for the next two weeks on wireframing the homepage and maybe the first iteration of landing pages. Yep. And the other part of the sprint might be migrating the existing website over to the new platform as it is. So that's the first part. And so what we might do then is just focus on the wireframing and content of just those pages, which makes the the conversation hyper-focused on those pages. It's not talking about all these seven other pages that got to get done. We're just focusing on that one. Mm-hmm. And then we um, can get the approvals done quickly, move that into design. And then guess what? We start the next page set in the content and wireframing yep. portion. So. Now we have page set two in wireframing. We have page set one in design. And then once that gets approved, page set one goes to development. Page set two goes into design. Page set three goes into content and wireframing. So now we have basically this agile process where we have little digestible pieces moving through the development process little by little. And the client's not overwhelmed because it's like, hey, can you give us feedback on these three pages, please? And they're like, yeah, of course I can. Right. And it's a good way to like, for them not to feel like, God, they've every week they've given us three more wireframes to go through. Like Mm -hmm. this is like, I get it, but I'm bored. Like I'm not seeing anything happen. Whereas if it's like this kind of like, you know, waterfall thing that you mentioned, like Mm -hmm. they're seeing a, a, a wireframe, but then they're seeing their like colors come into it that next week. And then they're approving a different wireframe. And then that one comes to life. And I think it's a good way to, a big reason is like they're not getting hung up on anything yeah. that way. 
Well, there's a constant deliverable. Yeah. You know, in each aspect, really. Um, but then also from an agency standpoint, you're not, there's no roadblocks. Like you're not waiting for something before you move on to another thing. And it's not, um, overloading one person, you know, you're not expected to design or develop 30 pages in a week, you know, it's, um, it's more manageable to do little pieces at a time and just keep building off of it. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not like you're being bombarded with everything all at one time. How do you feel if you're someone doing a website either on your own or this is like an interesting idea? Like how do you go ahead and do this? Um, well, there's a lot more to it. Like, I don't think there's ever a bad time to start doing it. Right. Is it like an an ongoing process maybe? Or like, let's say you're not working with an agency or your agency isn't doing a growth driven design Mm -hmm. style website with you. Um, how do you like spark that conversation? You have to get to a point where you understand what's going to be launchable. So okay. if you are in the middle of a website process, you just got to get through it. Maybe you can start modifying some of the the process um, of like, hey, can we break these down into weekly meetings and get different deliverables each week and really break the process down? Um, that might be an option. But I think if you have something that you can launch, the the, the product itself of launching the website is only the first portion of mm-hmm. the project. You can have an early launch, which would be called like the MVP or a launch pad website. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, like what we're going through with a couple accounts right now is we've migrated, we're migrating their website over to HubSpot. So the entire site is no longer on, let's say WordPress. It's now on HubSpot and we're going to change the style of that entire site to match the brand new homepage. So right. page set one is literally just bringing everything to, to the to the HubSpot platform, changing the new homepage based off of the outline that we're developing, and then restyling the rest of the site. And so now what that's done is it's allowed the company in probably six weeks to get a brand new look and feel on a far superior platform. And the pressure is off from like, we got to launch, we got to launch, we got to launch. Now it's like, it's been launched. Your brand is is appropriate now as it should be. And now we can take our time and meticulously go through and say, now we're going to focus on some of these interior pages. What right. can yeah. we change little by little? So, but that's only the first portion of it. The next portion is continuous improvement. Mm-hmm. So this is like a big play on conversion rate optimization, but um, understanding that at best, anybody that ever works on a website or designs a website is only guessing. There is never anything more than that. Mm -hmm. You can have really great educated guesses and come up with some fantastic hypotheses. There's definitely some data to back up some ideas, but everyone's audience is a little different, right? It's just a guess. Yeah. (laughs) And any agency that tells you any different is completely full of shit, (laughs) but it's completely a guess because you have to, you hypothesize when you're making a design and you're doing it because you have stats to back it up which is great, hopefully, uh, which is great. <laughs> I have yeah, these great stats. I have this <laughs> yeah. book. It's from 2014. Yeah. It's really strong. <laughs> so what you have to do is launch and see if it works. It's just like going through the scientific method. You launch a page. I think right there is a super important thing to touch on. It's yeah. like, I mean, the question I was going to ask is like people who think they need to have their whole website all done before they launch it. Um, I think the same thing is like, what you just said. Yeah. You got to launch <laughs> early because if it's going to fail, it's going to fail. I'd much rather know that yeah. this is going to fail immediately uh-huh. than wait six months and then mm-hmm. it fails. And then we're like, we just put <laughs> or, all this or time Or you just launch this thing and then you're like, okay. 
Yeah. Done. <laughs> yeah. And you're, if you're not like monitoring it or willing to accept that some of these things that you worked on the last six months might not be perfect, mm-hmm. like you're going to, you're setting yourself up for like disappointment Absolutely. and failure. That's one of the best things about web design though, is that you're able to constantly tweak and change stuff. You know, you put out a print ad and it falls flat what do you do? You can't pull it from a magazine, you know, (laughs) whereas a website, you can constantly evolve and change it. You can AB test it while, you know, at launch. I mean, let's say, you know, you're fighting between a couple of headlines and you're not sure which one's going to work, you know, AB test that sucker, you know, let's find out. Absolutely. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We We have these tools. tools exist. So many of them are free and and so many of them are not, but still like they they exist and that continuous improvement like launch the homepage or let's say you have the pricing page and you find mm-hmm. out after a month of it being live, like, man, we're not getting anybody to sign up. We have like yeah. less than a 1% conversion rate. What is the problem? Because we thought all this data was there. I would much rather know that right away mm-hmm. so that we can go in and be like, okay, you're right. That page should probably be converting. It's a bottom of funnel page. It should be converting at maybe a four or 5% yeah. at least to get people to click through it. So let's start doing some tests. Let's move, let's change the wording. Maybe that's it. So you might A-B test the words. Or it might be, wow, actually, when we look at this on mobile, which is where 50% of your audience looks at it, (laughs) it's actually, the user experience isn't the greatest now that we see it. Which, honestly, that probably should have been picked up in the- I would hope so. (laughs) Bug bug checking. But you never know. Like, just an example. Or you run something like Lucky Orange and you find out, oh, wow, 50% of the audience leaves the page before they even get to the call to action. That's a big red flag. Yep. So the, the continuous improvement is like starting to check for, is it working? Is it not? How do we constantly increase the conversions- or we boost user engagement mm-hmm. or, or the shareability of our content. And so that it. can be ongoing forever. I think the other thing is like the people will go through a traditional website and the process is so daunting and such a pain in the ass that they, this nine, yeah. 90 day Not project going through this again, right? Turn through <laughs> yeah. Four or five months. And they're like, Whoo, <laughs> I don't even want to touch the website right now. <laughs> right. But so many people because of that have kind of Frankenstein their website together oh, where yeah. there's just pieces here and there. And you're like, what is this page even doing? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you run it through a couple of tests and you're like, what is this page? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. So it's always good to kind of, step back and take a look at the whole project. Absolutely. Figure out what's going on there. Awesome. Um, so this question keeps us right on subject. I'm just going to shift yeah. us along. It's a favorite trends that you see today with the caveat also what to avoid. So like, have you like maybe a trend that was like really popular a year ago that's here and gone and people should, you know, let's give them the lowdown. Like, Hey, not cool. Okay. I have some trends. <laughs> he says, let me add them. <laughs> I got um, some thoughts. I won't. Okay. So just uh, let's stay positive for a second. Cause I like the positive train. Yeah. I think so tr- trends for me for website design are going to focus more on what is on the website as opposed to like, how is it styled? Mm. So I am far more focused on the conversion side of things. So content that can be used is far better than just regular content. Um, so I think when you're when you're putting conversion uh, components on the website, downloadable mm-hmm. content, things to engage on landing pages, I would lean into putting together content that is 
like templates that people can download and start to use. I think we talked about this on another podcast. We talked about like the marketing budget calculator that people can download and now they have access to this calculator. They just plug in information on a spreadsheet and boom, look, now they're using it because that is so much more memorable than just downloading a, an ebook or a guide. Mm-hmm. So it's not really design specific, but it's website. Well, we tie it, tie it in. Like maybe, maybe that's something that you feature on your website in a prominent spot. Oh yeah. When you're thinking about it. So like, on a homepage design, like yeah. I think people have been shying away from those transitional CTAs or I guess like top of funnel lead magnets yeah. um, to put it in different words. Um, or they'll just make it a drop down, like a, like a banner on the top or like a pop-up CTA or something. Um, but I think that kind of stuff deserves its own place. Like we could mm-hmm. make a really great mid section of your website that, that promotes a video series that you can opt into or a calculator kind of download engagement process. Right. I think it would work really good. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I think that content is super important. I think the more, um, useful content that you can have and engage with your users, the, the better your site's going to be overall. I mean, I, I like pretty things. That's, that's (laughs) what I do, (laughs) you know, from a design standpoint. Um, I think some of the trends from like a visual aspect are, um, you know, we've seen quite a few, especially, you know, in, again, the SaaS, you know, startup industry, Mm -hmm. uh, dark themed websites. Yeah. That's been more prominent been kinda, lately, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah. What do you um, think on that? Is it something that's here to stay or do you think it's a bubble? What do you think? I think it's here to stay. I mean, you, yeah. you look at a developer screen. I mean, you look at even just, um, apps, you know, Facebook, you can change your Facebook chat to a dark theme, Interesting. you know, like mm-hmm. it's easier on your eyes, you know, whatever. Some people don't like to read that much content on dark. Um, and I get that. Like, I don't know that I would have a blog or, um, something like that on a dark. Yeah. I think you have to look at the kind of audience you have. Exactly. So what you're referring to. Don't just do it because it's cool. No, (laughs) don't do it because it's cool. We have, we have a couple clients that, that are software for developers. Mm -hmm. And so you want to get in the head of what their clients are going to enjoy and resonate and correlate with. So if you show them like a dark themed website, it is more in line with the dark screen that they stare at all day with right. code. So, and then we might make really vibrant colors pop out mm-hmm. of that, like neon purple and pink and, yeah. and blues to really like highlight. Maybe there's some animation, um, but that, that resonates with that audience because yeah. they're used to it. I think just a little tiny bit of animation is mm-hmm. goes so far in a website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So far. Animation um, yeah. makes people stay on a page. Mm-hmm. They look at what's going on and they just kind of watch it, which is good. Do you guys have examples of like something that's great, but not too much? Um, I think our existing website is pretty great, but okay. not too much. I, I guess like, <laughs> what does it look like? Like if, so if someone hasn't seen it or yeah, like, is it, it just like the letters like fading in or like, what are we talking about here? I think if you have to wait for something to load, to understand what it is, you failed. Great. Great. Um, people do are interested, you know, like how often are you scrolling and all of a sudden you realize you just watch somebody flip a pancake for 20 seconds or what, you know what I mean? Like it happens, but it it needs to be, um, subconscious and not, um, not trying to understand the meaning or the purpose of it. Because if I get somewhere and I have to wait for letters to load or something, I'm like, (laughs) no, no, get to the point. (laughs) Keep the, like, I'd love to see the whole site 
exist on load. Like I hate it when we scroll down and like shit's everything pops up, and up flying oh. and things like, are fading with in. One of those were like uh, I forget the word, but like as you scroll, like new things like yes, come in, it's, it's like, so okay, distracting. I mean, Ugh. yes, you we get it. You spend a ton of time doing this. Yeah, oh my god, like you're a great developer. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I gotta <laughs> call somebody out because. I love Zenefit's website. I have loved it for a long time. They just redid it. And now everything <laughs> pops. It like, yeah, it's, it makes me nauseous to really look does. at it. It's like really calm. Calm down. Yeah. Calm it's, down. Zenefits. It's very, uh, <laughs> it is bad. But they were so like minimal yet. I don't know. It was just a beautiful website. I think the, before go you back. know what though, but go I think, back Zenefits. I think the Zenefits website now oh, is pretty. Goodness, I'm looking at it. <laughs> it's, it's like everything. Yeah. I too get far. the concept. Too far. I get it. No. Like they have the person that moves Over across the that, screen. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I it's get it. Pretty. And it helps I didn't you, encourage like, all the listeners up. to load this in. It's actually kind of cool. But it is. The functionality is cool. It's, it's too, too much. much. Yeah. It looks Subtle pretty. It's better. a great design. I don't know though. Guys, this is an interesting subject, I think. Do you like it? Are you engaged? I wonder if just because we are you. in front of it so much, like we design websites, we build websites, would the average user just be like, this website's sick. It's insane. All right, no. listeners, go look at Zenefits <laughs> and comment your thoughts. I, <laughs> I see a place for it. I mean, I'm not. I'm not totally writing it off. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I would. I would never like steer someone towards something like this. But it's cool. Uh, <laughs> the coolest parts are the more subtle parts. Like right now, this part that you're looking at right now, like where it, it looks like the actual platform, but it's not like those little subtle things where it's a little bit illustrated. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit, uh, stylized. Those things are beautiful. I love it. I yeah. love looking at that yeah. because I don't want to see your actual data. I don't care. I don't want to see a spreadsheet, mm-hmm. yeah. but if you can just make it resemble that with mm-hmm. a little bit of movement to a make me want to engage just a little bit. Minimal There's a couple of really Minimal cool flare, parts guys. of this website. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guarantee anybody that looks at that website does not know what they do or what they talk about on the first two or three seconds. You hit that website and you start scrolling and you don't even pay attention to the text because the yeah. animation is so overwhelming. It's and content I'm sure there's first, people that love guys. it. Content first. Content I think they have a pretty be. solid hero statement. What is it? Spending too much time on HR, not your business. I'm spending too much time looking at your website. (laughs) (laughs) Not for all all the wrong reasons. (laughs) Yeah. I think we got off on a little of a tangent. That's okay. That's a whole, that's another subject. We should do a website. It's interesting though. Like there's. (laughs) Just go through and just (laughs) review websites. Destroy websites. Send us some websites. Can be like drunk history though. Have some drinks okay. first and then destroy mm-hmm. websites. Yeah. <laughs> We're just fun. like the bad boys of web design. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, trends, right? Um, yeah, I can move on. We have a, well, a, other trends. So I think with flat the, design's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. Flat Love design, it. SVG. Yep. Add a drop shadow. With the, with the, with the uh, animation stuff, like subtle. Like I love icons, uh, SVG icons that are doing something but not mm-hmm. obnoxiously. We've done a couple where we have like the client is a product that connects a lot of different pieces. Yep. And so visualizing those connections in an animation is yep. really cool because you can see like the text is talking about making connections. So it's the, the animation icon. helping the story, right? Yeah. 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 Then your icon is important. emphasizing and lifting that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, I mean, just to touch on SVGs, I mean, I, I heard about it years ago, you know, I mean, they've been talking about it in the design space. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's been a thing for 
five or six years now, mm-hmm. but it hasn't been as easily accessible. Mm-hmm. I think um, with programs like Figma to design in and sketch, obviously um, the SVGs have become yeah. so much more just ingrained, yeah, and mm-hmm. impactful and important. Um, but the size of monitors obviously is constantly increasing. The retina, you know, display, yeah, everything. It's really important for those that, that you're graphics. Know, SVG stands for is it scalable vector, vector graphic. Yeah, yeah. and it is. It. it is. Uh, it's if you're not familiar with graphics, it's like an image that it does not matter how big or small it is, it will always represent itself as needed because it's looking at a ratio right. of dots as opposed to coloring in pixels like a JPEG or a PNG. Yeah. Which is tricky because I mean, monitors are based on pixels, but if it's not big enough, like it, you know, Mm -hmm. it's always going to look a little bad. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Or blurry. I I have that con like (laughs) I wear contacts and sometimes I'm not sure if, one, I need to change my contacts. <laughs> Two, I've been staring at a screen too long. Or three, Does the graphic is like actually four times fuzzy. A day, yeah, like, day. Is that is it's it just, just me or is it <laughs> This is what we do? Right. Yeah. Not on our sites. We use SVGs. It's fine. They're great. Mm-hmm. Well, it, the difference is night and day. Like I had a site that I was recently working on, and then as soon as I just like had the time to like finally render out all of the graphics I was using mm-hmm. as SVGs. It's like, okay, looking crispy. You can make just a slight little animation on that SVG can make a a website go from like, this looks like you did it in WordPress and it's just a theme to being like, this is super custom. It's just a tiny thing. It makes a $1,000 look like a $10,000. Exactly. You can get away with a lot. Yeah, It's very helpful. Um, Things that don't work with it is... Um, like JavaScript animations, those are starting yeah. to be way too cumbersome. Like, well, it bogs your site down, and the jQuery yeah. thing is going to go away eventually. So, like, yep. I mean, it's a little bit technical for a high level podcast. But I don't like, know what that is. I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> What's right. jQuery? Um, I don't really want to get into it. Good. I don't. Really, <laughs> I don't want to know. Too far. Too far I'm down not the good enough at yeah. sharing it, at talking through it, because I don't know how okay. to how to code in it. <laughs> oh. But I know what it is. It's like a, it's like a repository, it's like a library of of different like animations, I guess, or different things you can do to pieces of your website to yeah. put it at a high level. And it's it's used to be like all the rage maybe five years ago. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And with the way things are going, it's becoming less and less relied upon. And so now we can do just amazing things just with animating an SVG or whether it's just using CSS yeah. can do it. It takes the amount of code to drop drastically. We've had things in with jQuery or JavaScript in the past that have crashed a site mm-hmm. um, oh, wow. after the site has been up for like a year. Right. And then all of a sudden something something happens <laughs> yeah. and it's one, not working. One part of it goes bad and yeah. it's all, yeah. all done so. We have no clue <laughs> Or why. don't load in a browser. At yeah, all. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who out there is still using Internet Explorer. <laughs> Calling you out. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it doesn't yeah. work, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I mean, Google's really starting to look at page load, you know, as a, a sure. way of ranking you. too. Mm-hmm. You know, you might not be on page one if your page loads too. like your content could be there. You could oh, have yeah. all the awesome things. But if your page load speed is too low, you can consider that yeah. donezo. What about, yeah. do you remember flash websites? Oh yeah. <laughs> I just got a notification on Chrome the other day that as of 2020, they're not going to display flash really? on no. Chrome ever again. That's so great. It's I taught myself like how a- to use flash. <laughs> I, I did one. Yeah. <laughs> I also remember, yeah. and I, this might've been on the episode that got lost, but it was like, do you guys like every 
band in like 2004 or whatever had a flash website. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you'd get, out, get in there, a song would start playing automatically, Auto play. yep. a tree yeah. would be waving in the background, and you're oh, like, yeah. this rules. We have the, the MySpace top five on there. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> we just age ourselves. Yeah. Okay, John, oh, I know is you're it crunched GIF or on GIF? time. Wait, GIF oh. is GIF. I know. Oh. But now we don't yeah, have to I argue anymore it. because it's SVG. GIF? SVG. GIF. SVG. You don't even need and it. GIF. 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 Sviga. Okay. Um, is it a anyways, yeah, yo, I got to get my hair cut I know in you like eight go. minutes. Uh, let's just leave on this one one last thing. It's like, what's the future of web design? <gasps> SVGs. Flash. Flash is coming back, guys. <laughs> Flash. <laughs> Put your money on the past. Uh. Um, The future. I think the past uh, is the future. I, we saw this trend where websites were all text, right? I mean, way back when they were all text. And then as um, people were able to load images in a more compressed way, I think that these gigantic hero images and just these beautiful websites that had minimal text started popping up and becoming really popular. And now it's shifting back to where like, People want to read stuff. They want to know more. That's why they're there. Mm -hmm. Like they don't just want to look at pictures. That's what Facebook and Instagram are for. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. So I think that you're seeing that shift and it's, it's almost slow to come, On but I don't think it's going to go too? back. Or do you think just overall website? Overall website, it doesn't have to all be on your homepage. I think your homepage has to be very clear about what it is you do. I mean, mm -hmm. the hero needs to be super important. I think it's fine to have a giant image in your hero as long as you still stay what you do. But um, another big thing that's coming through is um, looking at a website um, for people with disabilities, visually Ooh, impaired, colorblind, <laughs> all of that. Yeah. It's really important mm -hmm. um, to be able to still communicate whether or not you can visually. Yeah. 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 I think um, the mobile first is what's going to be coming up sooner than later yeah. like a focus on the mobile experience it already is on a lot of different things but um, when i'm at work i use my computer when i'm not at work i never use my computer yeah. unless i'm Solid actually like point. working at home then i'll you know be on my computer but right everything that i do is mobile and yeah. so i any website anything i search mm -hmm. anything i look up is always my mobile device and so that mobile experience we have to think about does the the website do what it should on a mobile yeah. environment. And one of the things that I like to test when we're bringing in a new website is looking up Google Analytics or HubSpot mm -hmm. or whatever they're using and just getting a gauge. Because if 50 or more percent of the users are using their mobile over the desktop version, then we should probably approach it from a mobile first design. Definitely. Because yeah. that experience is there. I think what's really interesting, and I haven't seen recent statistics on this though, is that I think while people browse more, mobile, mm -hmm. I think that they actually convert and make a sale on a desktop. They're more engaged on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know what it is about it, especially with people who have things saved and they're like, I've got, you know, my credit cards and all that information is saved on my phone. Mm -hmm. I know. I mean, it's, it's relatively safe, right? Yeah. <laughs> but all of that is saved and I do like, I'll do shopping and stuff. But again, if I want to convert on like something important, I still pull out a laptop. Another thing is I think, um, content is going to be required to go much more digestible mm -hmm. into answering questions just because of the rise of voice search and how impactful yeah. it is. 
there's a study done that like as of 2020, like 50% of all searches were gonna, are going to be done by voice mm-hmm. based off of the the trajectory that it's heading. And that's because of Siri and yeah. Google Home and Alexa. Like people ask those questions in such volume now as opposed to just typing it up <laughs> on their phone. And so what is hard to do is to help clients understand that people are going to be asking questions about yeah. them. So we should be able to make digestible content that is presented in a way on your website that makes sense to people reading it. And it makes sense to people who are just asking a question about it. Yeah. For a robot to read to them. Yeah. Yeah. For a robot to read to them. Yep. That's the future. Robots. The future is robots. For sure. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, it's as here. we're like stare, yeah, we're staring, <laughs> we're staring at, at a, robot, a robot owl. <laughs> I thought it was fast that we just signed a client. They've been a client before, but um, we just signed them on a, on a new website deal and they were talking about how their product is used in the market and their robotics company and they, their platform for robotics. And um, they were giving an example um, of how their product is used. And they talked about, um, was it Post-It or Postmates? Do you remember the example? It's a little robot guy that delivers that food. delivers food. Yeah, and then there was another one that does like it's literally a courier that runs yeah. around and like yeah. it just goes places and it knows when to stop and it knows when mm-hmm. to go and knows when to like not bump into people. Yeah, and the other one was like a cute cleaning streets, right? Mm-hmm. Street sweepers. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, like, that stuff's only going to just take off and get bigger. Oh yeah, remember when Amazon tried to deliver stuff with drones? Yeah, <laughs> can't wait. It'll come back. It'll <laughs> I know. be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, on that note, <laughs> I'm going to go get my hair cut. Go get your hair cut, dude. Do it. Not by a robot, though. What if that happens? Whoa. Do they, do that you just, happen? It'll be like a little dome that you, like a little hat you put on. And you just and pick like, your I'll picture. I'll take the number two. Oh, yeah. yeah. Done. Oh, no. That's a business model. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's going to like put dots on your head to know like. Oh, All the yeah. different pots. Okay. Yeah. Like that'd be like. Business as idea. soon as robots take over, that'd be the first one to like be hacked and like turn on you and be like putting scissors <laughs> in the face. Oh, geez. Nightmares. Uh, and now I, I'm glad that we brought it to an even worse note. <laughs> the podcast yep, thank you. Mm-hmm. So, as the owl idea, is judging us right now. It is uh-huh. judging us. He's plotting He's to take pissed. over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That was a great podcast. I'm thank go you. Get my hair did, y'all. Bye. <laughs>